I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Right, live golf is back this week. Uh, we're looking at the Charles Schwab Challenge this week on the Lost Words podcast. Jason joins me on the podcast. Hello, Jason. Hello, good evening, Tom. How are you doing, all right? Yeah, very well, thank you. We've had life. We've had loads of life, Tom. We've had well, the Outlaw had had out out tour. tour, haven't we? Yeah. But, you know, this will be the the plot of the subplot of the week. Everyone will say live golf is back, and uh, yeah. I felt like I had to join in with the crowd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You know, there we go. It is what it is. It's the the main tour is back isn't it and it is uh, and it's a it's a stellar field it's a lovely field They've, it, the quality's obviously risen slightly um for this tournament uh being the first one back and yeah it'll be interesting to see where they are with their games who's ready to win and and who's just plodding around uh ready to come into form in a month or so's time this is the thing is it's, it's one of those weeks where you know, you never say it's a guessing game because there is a lot of, um, you know, it would be pointless us sitting here doing this for an hour if it was just a guessing game. But, you know, there's a lot of research that goes into it still and a lot of things still stand up. But it's not a week to go mental, is it? Because it is going to be a case of seeing where everyone is with their game. Are the same people that were in form before the pandemic going to carry that on? Are people going to be able to reset during the pandemic? There's so many different question marks over that. Yep, hundreds of permutations, injured people, players out of form. Are they coming back? Are they no good? I, I know we spoke about Rose changing equipment, for example. Um, how much has he played with that equipment? Um, Brooks Kepka, is he back? Is he not back? Does he need another few outings on the course? Um, it, it's, it's, it's all there. Um, you know, previous previous results dictate that you can actually miss the cut in your one of your previous two or three outing so the preparation for this tournament is normally it normally is course specific so you will come to here and you will enjoy playing at this course whatever you've done over the last two or three weeks but like you say they've had eight ten weeks off and yeah you know we, we can only do what's put in front of us um, but it's a very interesting mix of players definitely yeah it's interesting you say there obviously is that even even in weeks where you know or years where they've been a massive run-up of events leading into the week people miss the cut and play well here it's just a, it suits a certain type of player um it's a shorter course it's a classical test colonials uh you know it's a very well known course a popular course but a lot of these guys at the, t- the top of the you know the field and that don't don't play it just because of the you know the schedules it's near the us open things like that um and, and they can't play every week and especially the, the first guy obviously that we'll talk about rory McIlroy. does he not come here because his biggest strength is is off the tee and, and that's not really a fact here you know, demands demands on the on the player all year. You know, you can't you can't play all the time, can you? Um, yeah, I mean, it it wouldn't be his his ideal course. I wouldn't have thought. Um, you you have no option but to to put him as favourite, um, whether you agree with it or not. I don't think you have a choice. Um, but I very I very much doubt that people are are getting on Rory like they do most weeks as an each way bet to nothing. Um, yeah, I mean he hasn't he hasn't won yet in 2020. I know we've only had sort of a handful of, of uh, tournaments. Um, he doesn't. It wouldn't appear to be his course. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I think he's quite easy to write off to be honest with you this week, or at least you know put a few up in front of him. Whereas normally 
I think you would say, yeah, he's going to take up one of the top five or six. Yeah, and I think, you know, when, when we say that, uh, you know, his driving's negated here, we saw in 2018, Brooks took some lines that people don't take to finish second behind Rose and, you know, you, maybe it's a course that you can overpower and people just don't because they're, they're better off playing it in the, you know, the straight off the tee and things like that. So, um, you know, we've seen longer hitters play shorter courses as well. Dustin Johnson does it. Um, so I wouldn't rule him out on that aspect, but maybe just like you say, you know, he's a very heavy favourite in a in an event that's just full of so many unknowns. It's not like he's gone win-win-win this season and you can't look past him. He's he's had a couple of chances to win and not got over the line, uh, which is always a bit of a knock on him anyway, even though he's won, you know, a great rate over the last, you know, 18 months or so. Yeah, I mean, there's so, there's so many factors this week, isn't there? No crowd, so... Um, the rough's not going to be trodden down. There's probably going to be less paths around. Um, you're going to have you're going to have to get it right off the tee, and and he's going to have to tone it down quite a lot. I mean, obviously, you know, without saying he's he's got any game to win round anywhere, but it's I think it's negating these people's advantages around courses like this, um, which is the key. Um, so no one's saying that he's not the best player in the field. What we are saying is the others that may be generally inferior over over a standard course around these courses it levels that levels the playing field and he doesn't there's no evidence there to suggest that he should be he should be a shorter seven and um yeah well i'll stick to that yeah absolutely i mean look you know this is a it's a putting week at colonial it's very much you have to be on form with, with the short stick and you know that is uh, a vice of his game at times uh when he's putting well he is the best player in the world when he's not he's not um I think he's come on leaps and bounds in the short game in terms of around the green. You know, he's ranked third this year in strokes games around the green. And, you know, we can certainly see just on, on TV, his action is much better, I think. Um, so that's going to help him this week. But someone that scores so well on par fives, um, you know, he's not going to get that opportunity here. Par four scoring is, you know, is a, is a big you know, factor this week. And, and that's not his forte, really. No, absolutely. I mean, he, he doesn't appear in many of the par, uh, many of the par four lists at all. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we agreed. I think you know, he can he can play any track. This is probably not his best track to be playing. Um, he's also got an immense responsibility, isn't he? He's now he's become the spokesman um, of golf in a way. He's been putting up opinions on on various things. I know he's been obviously been a bit quiet. Um, so yeah. I, Look, you know, would would I be betting him at twelve or thirteen, fourteen? Maybe, maybe not. It's 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 just one of those courses that he he doesn't have an advantage. So let's look elsewhere. You know, he'll he'll probably he'll finish top ten, won't he? Because he'll he'll get it round because his his irons will dial in and and he'll get it there. But it wouldn't surprise me to see half a dozen people finish in front of him and he never challenge. Just, just not his course, is it? No, I think ne- nothing would surprise me. If he wins, he won't surprise me. You mm. can't be surprised if he win. You can't be surprised if... You know, I wouldn't even be surprised if he missed the cut. One, mm. I think he's going to be fairly rusty. He didn't really show his best golf in that drive and relief thing, for whatever that means. Um, you know, like you say, it's not typically looking at it on paper, his course. Um, there's no evidence because he doesn't play here. Um, so he might love it. It might really suit his eye and, and we could all look silly at the end of the week. But, at, you know... At the favourite odds and, and heavy favourite, I'll just look elsewhere. I don't think I really want to take any favourites on this week, just because there's no need to. 
there's yeah. plenty of good players at, at much more generous prices that make better you know prospects you know they, oh, they make better cases so yeah like i say i think you know no we're not going to say rory can't win because that's ridiculous um but neither of us are going to be looking at him this week no no um john Rahm makes more of a case mm. um you know constantly playing well it seems to be every time he tees it up you expect him to finish inside the top 10 um the form this year suggests that like it did for Rory you know 2020 he's had four top 10s and a 17th so you know he he's gonna be there or thereabouts he's had two top fives at the course in three starts did miss the cut last year um makes a lot stronger case than Rory oh he's, he wouldn't surprise me yeah wouldn't have surprised me to see him go off joint um it's just very little to go against him really um, like you say, I mean, he's got the tie third in Mexico. He's got ninth in Phoenix, uh, behind Webb. Obviously, we'll talk about soon. JT was third. Berger was ninth, and was and was ninth. Sorry, as well. English was sixteenth. They're all they're all of that ilk that that deserve to play well around a course like this. Uh, we know he can shoot stupidly low. Um, second in the tournament champions, wasn't he as well? Um, and he's won at Valderrama, you know, which is a course that you. You wouldn't put a bomb around if he was exclusively a bomber. So, you know, where are we? He's top 10 in par four performance. Um, he's very high up in putting. He's got very, very few negatives, to be honest with you. Yeah, and hey, look, this is a guy that it's just difficult to rule out anywhere. You know, he's just <laughs> not He's not a guy you rule out. Um, a bit like Rory, really. We're not trying to rule him out. We're just saying that for seven to one, why are you even bothering taking that kind of risk? You've got to invest a, a you know, not a silly amount, you know, but whatever you feel comfortable doing, um, just to make a, a fairly small return, really. Um, and there's no reason to suspect that he'll play well. Whereas with Ram, at least he's come here two of the last three years and finished in the top five. So maybe I'd, you know, look at him. Uh, the next one, JT as well, Justin Thomas. Um, you know, there's again, out of these three, it's a pick 'em, isn't it? Whoever you like, you follow, you pick them this week. Um, he's had a win this season already, in this year, in 2020, a third and a sixth. So he had two missed cuts as well. Bit of a question mark maybe over his uh, shoulder going into the players. I think that'll be fine now with the with the time off he's had, and uh, certainly you know plays of par fours brilliantly. Um, strikes his irons well, putts well. <laughs> That's why he's constantly near the top of the world rankings. Yeah, I, 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 I just yeah, like you say, Rory, Ram, JT, and obviously Webb is the next one up. You can take your pick out of them four. Um, it's who has the strongest case. Um, yeah, I mean with with JT, he can play well after a break, can't he? Um, yeah. he has he has one after a break. He looked like he was definitely going to world number one at some point. I actually thought he'd win two majors this year at the start of this year, the way he was playing. Uh, he may well still do, we don't know. Although he's obviously got less chance to do so. Yeah, it's going to um, be a good effort, isn't it? I mean, you know, does it matter that a player like that, of that quality, is making his course debut? Um, looking back at previous winners, you know, the majority of them have had plenty of experience around here. Certainly have had top 20s and top 10s. That, if, we, if we're following trends to the letter, then he shouldn't be getting his nose in front. Um, is that what we're supposed to do? I guess we are. Otherwise, we just we just might as well pick names out of a hat. 
So for, because it's his course debut, um, I'd say that he lags slightly behind uh, Rahm with that fifth and second. Um, but again, yeah, he could win by 10. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, just uh, comparatively, I think Rahm's in front of him as is the man we're probably about to speak about as well. Yeah, just one sort of thing I want to talk about on, on Summers is that he fits every statistical mm. category. Uh, and one thing that they're, they're sort of talk about at Colonial is the approaches from what, 150 to mm. 175 yards is a range that you're generally hitting the ball from into the greens. And he ranks seventh in that stat. Um, none of the other guys that we've mentioned so far are, are inside the top 20 or even, even lower down than that. So um, that might be a bit of a an equaliser for him, maybe something that makes him stand out from, from those guys. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, it's just who you like, isn't it? Look, look do you know, do you know what? It's, it's how many, how many criteria do we have to fit? Yeah. If, if we're looking at what, what you've just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, I've got them written down here and I was, I've circled JT in every single, virtually every single list. Um, it's quite remarkable. And, and you do look at it and go, I know he's won, I think he's won 12 times, isn't he? Uh, which includes the Honda and the Sony Open. So it all reads perfect. Um, he's, he's top 10 virtually every year in par 4 performance. We know what he is. And you, you do actually look at it and think, why hasn't he won more? When yeah. you look at stats which is, like that. Which is crazy, considering mm. how quick he's won. You know, because he's still fairly young, isn't he? We forget, mm. because he feels like he's been around for a long time now, he's still a young player. He's probably got another 20, 30 wins in him. Um, especially if you look at you know a player like Dustin Johnson, how many wins he's picked up. You'd certainly expect Thomas to get to there and and surpass that, really. Um, yeah, he just can't win every week. It's just there's just too much competition now. I think you know you hear it all the time, and and sometimes people dismiss it and and say that's it's a recency bias thing. But I think the the standard of golf is better. I think the players that are coming out of college are winning quicker. I think mm. they're just more prepared at a younger age. So you are you are struggling. Where you know Tiger Woods come out at a young age and, and won early. Mickelson did the same, um, but they were going up against guys that were you know older than them and you know and taking down those older people. Whereas now it's it's the young guys, you know, beating up the young guys rather than, than the old guys really. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But I, like you say, I think you look back at the history if we if we do that and they are all apart from Spieth, a thirty plus year old players that have been on the tour for five six seven eight ten years that know how to play strategically um obviously you know uh, thomas like most of them can play anywhere it's just does it the, the thing is i don't think he has such an advantage this week um but is rory twice as likely to win than he is and the answer has to be no, no you know absolutely it's again these markets are based on a popularity thing aren't they for the casual person that just wants to bet on any sports because you know there's nothing else going on they're going to go to golf they're going to see Rory McIlroy 7-1 and just take a punt aren't they mm. and that's why they can make him 7-1 mm. um, and it's interesting there that you talk about the age factor you know the, the three guys that we've mentioned are all 30 or just, just under uh, and the next guy up is Webb Simpson who's you know played here for a number of years uh, it's 34 years of age he's playing probably the best golf of his career um you know he to take what was such a weakness in his game in the putting to now being one of the best on tour is admiral you know he he really has changed the way he plays the game um and then it was just a case of bringing the other 
bits back up again. Um, hits the irons as good as anyone. Short game's tidy. Putts well now. Um, and he's got, you know, two top fives on the course since 2016. Y- yeah. You've got to like his chance. He's had a first and a mm. third already in 2020. Why is he not, you know, I actually think, you know, people will look at Webb Simpson and go, Ooh, you know, 22 to one, maybe not. <laughs> I actually think, how do you make him any bigger? How do you make someone that's playing as well as he is and fits his course as well as he does? Because he likes short courses as well. Yeah. You know, the, the, he just strikes me as, as the one that stands out at the top of the list. Absolutely. I mean, I remember a time Simpson was going off 66, no problem for, for sort of, you know, middle of the road, mid season events. Um, and now, yeah, you have to look at him as he's rock solid. He's shown, obviously showed heart in winning, uh, winning the Phoenix. Um, he's not a sexy name, which is, which is what, you know, and he sits, so when you look at the, the list, he sits in amongst a whole load of what I would call sexy names in terms of golf and in terms of, um, uh, betting on golf. Um, but absolutely, how can you knock what he's doing at the moment? Um, you know, he's he's putting. I think he's is he leading the putting at the moment? No, he's leading uh, the par four stats at yeah, the moment. Yeah, so he's yeah. leading so the par the four top, stats at the moment. He's in the top fifteen, thirteenth. He's in strokes and putting. He's always been. He's always been um, a par four merchant, isn't he? As you rightly yeah. say, he's always he's always had the ability to hit greens. We always thought he was a bit wafty um, with a short stick and. You know, obviously, since 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 changing however many years ago it is now, yeah, I mean, he's he's absolutely flying. He didn't play last year here, I think. Um, no, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't play. No, he didn't, didn't play, play last year. No. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, the fifth and the third, it's there for you, isn't it? It's one round in the seventies in those two years. Um, his Phoenix Open win, we all know, we all know what happened there. Um, he showed immense bottle um, to beat Mr. Finau. And this is um, the thing, and, and I'll stop you there, because everyone will focus on what Finau did wrong, right? There's all this focus about how he threw it away, he should have he should have made a birdie on 17, he should have been out of sight. I don't care, you know, he was still in the driving seat. Webb had to birdie 18, birdie the playoff extra hole in similar fashion to get that win. He won that event. Absolutely. You know, Finau, yes, you know, does he make a decision? Should he just hit driver and... And, and found the green or dropped if it went in the water. Yes, he should have done. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. But Webb still had to do his job. He still had to birdie those holes. Yeah. And he, you know, he never gave out. He's, he's just so gritty. That's why he's won the US Open. He's why he's won the players, you know, coming out of nowhere. Um, he wins on all these short courses. Why, you know, he loves the Sony Open. loves, you know, Wyndham. He you know, yeah. named a kid after Wyndham. So, you know, he, he loves that event. This is... To me, he just seems a standout name this week for me. Yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, obviously Mexico wasn't wasn't to plan, but I, I can't see why he won't be right there at the end. I, yeah, uh, you know, if we're talking about, you know, we're, we're dismissing Rory price wise or suitability. We've got Ryan Thomas, Webb Simpson. That's that's a strong three. I mean, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't cry if anybody said to me, you know, they're on all them three and just waiting to see what happens. Um, very, very strong. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and the thing is as well with the Mexico where he finished side sixty-five. That's not a course that suits him. And whilst he is at the best of his game or, or near there, um, he is a player that needs a certain course. He, you know, he's not the longest hitter. Um, he wasn't the best putter at times. He is one of the best now. Mm. Um, but he just he likes a certain you know event, and that and that suits him. And and he'll pick up wins, uh, you know, at a strong rate there. 
and this is one of those courses so i can easily discount what happened in mexico it's just after he won in phoenix so yeah what what were the uh, motivations i don't know um he seems to be someone that doesn't golf's not his everything so you know if if it's going badly he's been he's been right in the doldrums isn't he and that's when i think he was really you know fighting it and and really couldn't look at anything else and now it's going well again he can sort of focus on his family and, and off the course and there's a there's a larger picture for him and that's why he just seems to to win more often now yep so, oh, not, yeah. Yeah, he, he appears in all the lists that, that jt appears in um yet we know he plays the course and we know you know so absolutely strong as anything one of, those, one of those names that you talk about that's sandwiched in between him now, well, two of them, is uh, Brooks Kepler uh, and Dustin Johnson. Oh, thank you. I thought you was going on to him first. Okay, <laughs> no worries. Uh, thank, um, thank, thank you for leaving him alone. I'll, I'll uh, leave him alone for now. Yeah, leave but, him alone. Um, Brooks Kepler, right? So he's played here once, finished yep. second, two 63s. Mm-hmm. Um, we know what he's like. He wins majors at you know a higher rate than anybody else so far in his career. Um unbelievable player um injury concerns bad knee he has said in a recent interview that it's actually worse than he's lit on uh, he's actually tried to sort of rein in how bad it is and try to cover it up a little bit scary comment really um because we know how dodgy you know bad knees can really affect golf we've seen it with tiger um he wouldn't miss a president's cup for nothing so there's got to be an issue there um the only thing I would say is the last time he played before this shut down, he finished 47 for Bay Hill. And if it wasn't for the 81 he shot in the third round that everyone shot an 80 round in, he, you know, he'd have played pretty well. We, we, it, it's about evidence, isn't it? Um, you can say what you want. And I'm a huge, you know, Brooks Kepka fan. I mean, I was watching him on the Challenge Tour when he came, first came over and dominated that. You've got to have evidence, and and it's all very well saying yeah, money is fine, money is fine. You, you're going to be playing four rounds. Um, don't it'd be interesting to see how they feel, you know, playing without crowds, um, and how much it actually does affect certain players. Um, I, I'd get the feeling somebody like Brooks would really like a crowd. Um, yeah, it shouldn't make any it, it? make any difference yeah. to, to to his play. Um, yeah, look, you can't knock two sixty three, but isn't that I'm not knocking him, but that that's that's him. So you've got two 63s, then you've got the 70 and the 67. Um, that that's what you'll get with him round a course like this. I think um, you, you'll get that low round, but you could also, like you say, he takes he takes lines over trees. He, he'll he'll try and shorten the course. Um, he won't. You know, it, it's it's oh, I, I can't knock the man. But he's not for me. He won't be for me this week, unless I knew that he was 100% fit. And I thought that the course would. It's hard to say after those 263s. But I just think, think the thing is, though, is that the, the have... 263s that he shot there, right, are in the middle of a. You know, he's been playing regularly. He's injury-free. Um, he can get on a run. Great he's not played for, even though he's he was injured before this. He's not played for three months, whatever it's been since two months since the players three months. Um, so he's going to be rusty. Is a 63 even going to be out there for anyone this week? And if he shot two 63s that week and still didn't win, what's he going to have to do this week to win? Well, yeah, I, I suppose that was the sort of sort of thing I was getting at, but I didn't want to have a go at him. 
I don't, no, you don't no, want to no, say, oh, he's just in and out. There's but. no way of knocking him, is there? Because you can't knock Brooks Koepka. There's no, there's no point in trying to trying to dismiss anything. He can win any event any time he tees up. But if, like you say, he had to play his absolute best to shoot those 63s on a course that doesn't suit him, and he's had to take lines that he wouldn't normally take to shoot those 63s, yes, he can still take those lines, but is he going to knock the putts in because he's not got the... He's not got the feel at the moment. He's not. It's rusty, so it's it's hard to see anyone shooting sixty three. Maybe there's going to be sixty five, sixty six. There is every week, but for him to shoot two sixty, he might shoot one, but two seems a bit out of the reach for someone that's already rusty going into the break and then got to come out of that as well. Absolutely, and and ideally, he isn't he? Doesn't fit the profile of winners here, despite that runner up. Um, oh, he's good in the area, you know. He's great in Texas. Uh, but, you know, no, I'd need to see more evidence. Yet again, it's like a few of them. The price is big if you know he's right. So you, you take you take your decision, don't you? You, 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 you? you know, you flip it. But as far as I'm concerned, there are a, a, another couple of players. At the, and we're talking about prices because they have a value on them. Um, there are another couple of players at the same price that have uh, more substantial claims at the moment. I think the thing with just one last word on Kepka is if he'd have finished 10th the last time they played, even if nothing else had happened and he just finished 10th at Bay Hill, which wasn't out of the realms of possibility until round three, um, he'd be 14 to 1. And that's hmm. why people are betting him this week because they're sitting there thinking he shouldn't be 28 to 1. Well, on evidence, <laughs> he probably should be. You know, I don't think it's I don't think it's overly big. I just think if you like Brooks Kepka, have a go because you don't know what's going to turn up. You, you'll never regret backing him at that price, I don't think. You just you just got to believe he's going to do it. And another person that fits a similar role in that, I think, is Dustin Johnson. Now, there's been a lot of talk this year about how he's not at his best. Well, he's had a seventh, a second, and a tenth already in 2020, so he's playing all right. <laughs> you can't you can't sit there and say he's playing badly, but he did struggle in Mexico where he normally plays well. Um, and again, this shouldn't really be a course that suits him. He, he led after round one in 2014. Doesn't otherwise play it. I think he played it in 2008 and finished way down the field. Um, probably not. Probably similar things to Brooks Koepka there. Yeah, I, 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 if it was a putting contest, I wouldn't be having Dustin Johnson at the moment. Um, he doesn't appear in any of the any of the lists that that you know I consider relevant and that, that the stats say should be important um he's certainly not flying at the moment um i mean look look, we don't know how he's going to come out he played that charity event um i think you switched off halfway didn't you tom it's probably a wise wise choice as soon as they start putting bill murray on i'm not interested i don't don't want to watch him at pebble i don't want to watch him in a charity event either it's great they raise a lot of money it's great they put something on to to get through people you know through this lockdown i actually watched the other event the the match 2.0 whatever they want to call it the week after um and i was having a similar sort of thing about that really i thought the i don't need to watch tiger and phil play off against one another the only reason i stayed tuned in is because tom brady held a shot from whatever it was middle of the fairway and that kept me hooked and and if that didn't happen i'd have turned off that as well yeah it's those sort of things isn't it so but yeah he played the charity event He, he had absolutely zero interest in that event whatsoever um yeah, but you, you can make of that what you want, and and we've seen it before where he's he's got little interest in when it goes wrong. Um, nah, that's just no, no thanks. Um, 
60, as again, it says it in his, his, oh, it's 2014. It's an awful long time ago. He's won plenty since. 65, 70, 74, 66. That's Dustin Johnson. That, that's, that's, that's what he'll do. I, I can't see how he's going to tone down um, trying to smash the thing off the tee. Um, I think he's got 600 and something odd yard par five that he can have a go at, and Brooks can have a little driving competition if they want to. Um, but the rest of the place won't suit. And uh, now I've got absolutely no interest in him whatsoever. He doesn't appear in any of the relevant stats, so no. So let's, yeah, there's a couple of names that you didn't want me to say there. So let's <laughs> let you lead off with a couple of names that you do like this week. Um, who do I like? Um, Harry Singlish. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know he's been quite popular. I know he's been spoken about um, so far um, this week in quite a few places. I mean, his course form, you can see there, you know, he's got a second, he's got a fifth. He's got that top 20. He can play Texas. Um, he's got another fourth at, at Texas. It's just he's he's had a revival this year, um, and his recent form nine seventeen sixteen fits. I mean, I know we said that that um, they've had plenty of miscuts in in sort of recent form of winners, but that is a that is a really nice set of form when you've been out of sort of out of competition for for that long. Really, you know, he hasn't done a lot. Um, he's bounced back. His putting has improved massively. I mean, look at his putting strokes. He's he's um, given away strokes to the field at the um, Farmers, and then he suddenly absolutely has bounced back with top 20 rankings for putting in Phoenix Honda and the Arnold Palmer. Um, he is a winner. Um, every one of his stats has gone up, um, and unlike some other players that have got doubts, he does look like he, he's definitely on the way back. And 80 to one looks. Um, is there, I think it's one show of 80 to one left at the moment. Um, that looks far, far too big for him, to be honest with you. When these players come about, right, every week there's someone on social media that universally everyone agrees with mm. and and they go to Mr. Cut and everyone looks like an mm. auntie. But you can't ignore it. That You know, he's top, I think, 11 or 10, 11 in the, you know, the greens and regulations. He's, well, he's fifth yeah. in green regulations, top 11 in par four scoring. Um, you know, his putting has improved tremendously, like you said there. Um, he's 39th in strokes game putting, which is pretty special after the uh, the break that he's had. Mm-hmm. And when we've seen that these, you know, he's a, he was a former two-time winner. He won twice in the same year, I think it was. And um, we see these sometimes disappear, right? Now, he came out at a similar sort of time that Spieth came about. And I was quite bullish on the fact that English, this was before Spieth with the Menzel, that the English was was as good as him and as capable as him didn't look didn't turn out that way. Um, you know, people are wrong, but he's obviously got a tremendous game there. And someone like Brendan Todd has shown this season that you know it only takes a couple of weeks to to change your your you know your fortunes really. Um, what better course to do it on? He's got a second, a fifth, a twentieth, a twenty ninth. Plays well in Texas. Has won on similar courses at short courses. Um, ninth and seventeenth last two start. He's going to play well. You'd think he's going to play well, unless he's lost an arm during the quarantine. Yeah, he's got an, an upward profile again, hasn't he? And and I'd much rather have that than some of the um, some of the others that that are in doubt. You know, we get, we go back to I mean, you know, look at again. You can't necessarily match the class over the last couple of years of somebody like Dustin Johnson and Harris English over the last couple of years, but. That, you know, purely based on what we're looking for this week, Harris English has a much stronger profile. And therefore, being 
two and a half times the price, yeah, it's it's a no-brainer to me. I mean, you know, he looks in cracking form. We just hope that the break the break means that he continues. I mean, I, I read an article, we'll talk about a player much later on, and, and I read something where he said at least he went into the break with the latest result that he had. Yeah. So, so never we we can't guess what they've done over the last three months. We don't know. We simply it's impossible to say. Um, but at least they went into the break at an upward. So Harris English should have gone into the break going, I'm bang on form. I know I can play here. This is perfect. As soon as they release this as the first week, he's got to have thought to himself, brilliant. Whereas somebody like DJ, whatever. And also it's hard, isn't it, that you don't know you can't get an insight into the mindset of these players because everyone's going to be so different. Is he going to go, right, well, I was playing well before the lockdown. Mm. Let's not try and change anything in this time and just put the clubs away because then I can just pick it back up on the range and the course when I get there. It's a course I know well and, and get back in the groove. Or is he trying uh, a bit of maintenance? Or is he striving for even better because he's gone, you know, top 20 and he wants to, he's a winner. So he, know, he wants to get... So it's very tough. And you're hoping it's not the latter where he's had a you know a bit of a fiddle with his his technique and suddenly he's undone a bit of hard work. But you just don't know. You know, it's going to be different for every 150 player in this field. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with him, he's 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 mentioned um, in an interview that he was watching the top golfers play and saying, "Why can't I play like that?" Um, as opposed to now, he's gone back to doing what I think that the headline is: is he's going back to being Harris English. Um, and it's clearly showing. And as long as he believes in his own game, yeah, he's a winner. And and it's it's huge for for what he's got on paper. It's it's a huge price. Yeah, and you know, and that's why everyone's all over him like a rash, isn't hmm. it? You know, and that and it's hard to ignore. It, yeah. You know, it's hard to ignore. Why ignore it? Have a go. Eighty to one. Enjoy it. You know, enjoy the fact that golf's back and and expect him to go well based on everything that's in front of you. Um, yeah, he fits the profile the, perfectly. Yeah. I think the next guy you want to talk about is actually back up nearer the uh, the in the you know twenty eight to one range. Yeah, I, I, we were talking, uh, we were discussing just just before there about how I thought there were sort of better twenty eight to one shots than Brooks, who's got a doubt over him definitely than Dustin Johnson, um, probably even one of my my favourite Xander, um, and that's Patrick Reed, who I think profile looks absolutely tailor-made for this if he's right he has to challenge this week he's got a, an upwardly sort of mobile profile around here 15 32 46 obviously one in mexico um one in augusta which isn't actually does have connections with some of the some of the winners here recently um you know i know that they haven't sh- shaken up the world but you know there's plenty of winners that that, that can hit top 20 at augusta so that does fit in some sort of way. Um, he's, three, he's third in putting at the moment. We know his scrambling is exceptional. Um, I, I know you like him a lot because we've discussed this before yeah. as a player. Um, he is a major. He's a major player. He's a major winner. Um, he, he's he's got. If if he'll, he'll get it on the green, and but we know if he doesn't, and he's just off the fringe he's likely to scramble that and avoid bogeys. And I think that'll be equally as important as knocking the birdie putts in. So, yeah, I, I really like him. I think he's got huge claims this week. I know it's not a, a staggering um, Texas record, 
Um, but there's, there's something about him that just suggests he, he, he fits. He fits the profile of what I'm looking for here. If people liked him, he'd be 20 to 1. That's this is as simple as that. If people liked him as a person, if people liked him as much as they like Ricky Fowler or someone like that, and that's mm. not against Ricky Fowler. Mm. He, you know, he deserves mm. to be like that. Yep. He's a good person for the game and things like that. People don't like Patrick Reed, so that's why he's 28 to 1. No, no, the market I, reacts on sentiment, doesn't it? Absolutely agree with you on somebody like Fowler. Again, I feel, you know, I don't feel sorry for him. He, he, he's doing all right for himself. Yeah, he's doing very, very well. I think he sleeps well at night. I just think, I just, you know, you feel for him because he just simply doesn't win enough. Whereas Patrick Reed, he, Patrick Reed ekes out, wins, ekes yeah, out top five. He fight. wins more than he than he should. He does. You know, he gets everything out of it. He's like, um, and I think he's a better example of an Ian Poulter. I think that Ian Poulter is the European version. In fact, he, he splits opinions personally anyway, on and off the course. Um, but he's done everything to get the absolute most out of his game. Mm. Ian Poulter shouldn't be... Um, a major contender based on his skill set I don't think it's based on the fact that he will not give in and that's exactly the same with Reed. he'll he'll suddenly be you know two or three over par and get it back to two under that day and then go and shoot a 65 the next day he's just he's just so he just grinds away and, and nothing seems to bother him doesn't matter what people are saying doing whatever's going on around him he, he'll play his best golf at the best time the profile suits him um, you know I think there's probably people that make slightly better games this week than him, but very hard to argue against. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you say, he battles, and you know that he's not going to give it up. He's very confident. That in Harry's English interview is, again, it's about having confidence in what you're doing, and you mentioned Poulter, which is quite interesting. You know, they have the utmost confidence in what they're doing. You know, you, you watch some of these players, and when it goes wrong, even the top ones, when it goes wrong, it's going wrong. You know, these people will just fight back. The bogey doesn't matter because it'll be, you know, it'll be upward momentum. It'll be confidence in their in their game the next hole. Um, I'm not, I've never really been a big, big read punter, um, but I just thought, you know, I think they were slightly bigger available earlier on this week. But if you compare him to the others at around that price that may be more talented and may well win more by the end of their career, this week he appeals. Yeah, absolutely. I completely. Look, I I just I think I'm a sympathiser of him in general. I think that yes, he doesn't help himself at times, but I think he's just had a target on him ever since he claimed to be a top five player in the world, which really he's never been that far away from mm. since he said that anyway. Um, on his day, he's one of the best in the world. So it, it wasn't a ridiculous comment. People only like arrogance from certain people. Fine. You move on from that. I don't want to. I don't want to spend time talking about him because then that's just me sort of buying into what everyone else does, and I don't like it anyway. So we'll move on from that. He's, he makes good claims. Mm. There's no reason to to avoid him. Um, I mentioned we mentioned Ricky Fowler there. Decent record here. Um, mm. Decent record everywhere. That's the trouble is that he doesn't get over the line as much as he should. Thirty three to one. He wouldn't be thirty three to one if he wasn't Ricky Fowler. If his name was Matt Kuchar, he'd be 50 to um, because because Matt Kuchar wins more. I know he's older, and I know he done it when he was older. Um, Fowler's just unfairly, you know, he is so hard to win, and he he's won big events. He's one of players, you know, he's he's won the Wells Fargo on his you know his first win. So I don't 
I don't necessarily buy into that he's under underachieving. It's just that because he goes so close in majors, I don't even think he's ever thrown a major away. He's, he just gets himself up there and he's never quite there. He's never quite done enough to get there. So I don't think he particularly chokes. I just don't think he gets him, puts himself in contention as much as he should. No, I mean, he, he must have very good claims, obviously, on his, his plenty of course form. Um, obviously, he won Phoenix last year. Um, so whether he dodged a bit in the last round, I don't know. Um, but he was well enough. He was well enough in front, so I suppose we can let him off. Um, didn't play horrendous at the Arnold Park, but he's there's there doesn't seem to be anything dramatic with him. He does he does turn it on obviously at some of the majors, and he, he does look awesome. Um, he, again, he played that charity match with uh, Rory. He played he played perfectly respectably there. Um, Rory didn't put first gear in. Um, he look, he could win. He yeah. could win. Same he's the sort. Week, isn't it? He's the sort of player I think that you might be better off looking at the exchanges for um, at forty because if he's going to get there, he's going to get there and he's going to be popular. Um, yeah, you can't knock his claims. Uh, does he fit in? Does he fit in the profile? Well, I suppose he does. He's you know right age. Um, he doesn't actually surprisingly come into any of the uh, relevant stats any of the top 10 relevant stats that no. you know that we're talking about which I'm actually quite surprised with him um, but yeah look he'll probably finish top 20 and, and stick another one on the on the record um, but I, I think he'll be ready I mean you know I'm second guessing but he's a, he's a type of player that I think will definitely be ready to play this week which may give him a bit of an advantage over some of the others um, but yeah you know is he, is he up there in my top five plays no he's not no he is someone, him and Justin Thomas play a lot together just off the course and a lot of fun stuff. So he keeps himself sharp. Mm. They play left-handed against each other just to test themselves. He seems like the perfect person to have around. Um, and I think the skill set that he's got is is unique. He just goes on runs, I think. He just puts five or six birdies together. He flies up the leaderboard. You think, oh, Ricky Fowler's got a chance. He doesn't win. And then everyone goes, well, he choked. Well, I don't think he did. I think he just, he got himself, he put himself into contention, didn't quite get there. And another person thinks a little bit like that is Tony Finau. And he pops up in quite a few different areas here with the par four performances. He, his approach game is good. Mm. Uh, second here last year, never finished outside the top 34 here. Got to have a chance. Again, uh, you know, uh, I think a big price at 40 to one, but everyone's just going to harbour on the fact that he didn't win in Phoenix. Again, and he hasn't won since Puerto Rico. Ah, the Puerto Rico curse, Mr. Victor that, Hovland. Yes. Beware, yes. Um, but it's there, you know. We yeah, laugh it about it, but yeah. it, you know, at the end of the day, it is there. I think we discussed this at our Masters chat. It's impossible to think that that Finau won't win um, one or two tournaments over the next couple of years. I mean, he's, you know, some of his some of his approach play is just outstanding. Um, Again, we discussed Phoenix. He took, he, he made one wrong decision, but it didn't. He didn't throw the tournament away. It was just a bad decision. Um, his stats stack up, don't they? As you rightly say, the second here, 64 around here. Um, he, he again, it's this break, isn't it? That, that's the problem. If you were playing this straight after the Arnold Palmer, you know, back then, for, you know, you, you had him getting beaten the Phoenix. He then bombs out of Genesis, completely bombs out of the Arnold Palmer. You would not want to know. 
I don't no. care what you think of the course. You just wouldn't want to know because you'd say he just hasn't recovered from Phoenix. But it's quite, you know, turning up here on a course he obviously likes with no crowd. Um, yeah, he, he, he could go very well. He's, he's one of a few that, again, the problem is he, he hasn't won. No, there's nothing. There's nothing you can say as to why he would be, you know, Ricky Fowler. We're just talking there that he doesn't win enough. Well, he's won five times, four mm-hmm. times, five times. So, you know, he hasn't done that, and that, and that's the and that's the thing on him. So, yeah, you'd look at other player, great player, hits the ball beautifully, should win more. Will win more, no doubt. But again, at the sa- at round about the same price. I know you've got one you you strongly fancy, but around about the same price. You've got that. You've got, you know, we'll mention Morikawa now. Um, obviously, it hasn't missed a cut. I think it's 20 or missed one cut in 21 professional starts. I think he's made um, them all, wasn't he? I think, he's, I think he's made them all. I think. I'm not sure. Okay, he's definitely I, made them all this season. I think so. he made them all in PGA, in it, but yeah. he's missed one as a, as a, I think, as a pro, I'm pretty sure. Um, again, he would have much more potential than a fee now. Um, He's also got form in very high standard. I mean, he's not for me this week. But no, I don't like him this week. No, but all I'm saying is at the same price. Um, Matt yeah. Kuchar, who is Matt Kuchar, but probably going to be another top ten, top top fifteen for him. Keeps the wife happy. Yeah, look, but look, he's got a bad press, and and people don't like him for their own reasons. That's fine. But the fact is, he's the same price as Finau. Finau's got a bit more sparkle to him, but ultimately, who wins more? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, uh, you know, at that price. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, if they're 300 to one, you can back them all. But at 40s, yeah. you've got to, you've got to take, you've got to make a decision. And Finau will be there and he's probably a trade if you want to trade it. And he's probably a top 10. But what chance have you got of copying the win money? 40 or one's probably about right. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, there's this group of players that are coming up now is the reason why I don't think you need to get too heavily invested at the top. I think there's a lot of players here that that make all obvious claims, um, and you can you could have five or six out of here, and, and I wouldn't tell you you were you were wrong. Um, so Mark Leishman's won already mm. this season. I had him at Tory Pines. Um, I don't really like him here. I think he's played enough times and not finished in the top ten for me to not think that it's really his course. Um, and I think he has to be firing in all cylinders to win and and I don't see that being the case coming off the layoff um, Scotty Scheffler was playing well before the layoff I'd like to see him play the course first um, he has won though he could do anything yeah yeah, he could do anything. Um, I like him I like him as a player I just think that there's a lot around this price range that I'll wait until he's not played well this week and, and he's 66 mm. one next week and, and take a chance on him there because I think he's he's transferable, his skill set's transferable, he'll play well in several different spots. Why take him in a week where there's so many unknowns? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So the one I do like, and and I'm not alone in this, I think the, the, the thought process of everyone's going to be off of him because of the way he's playing isn't going to stand up because he's, he's such a big name and, and such a big price on paper is Jordan Spieth. Now, I get it, right? He's not playing Jordan Spieth golf. He's mm-hmm. not playing well. He's not a top 10 player in the world. He's not even a top 50 player in the world, technically, at the moment. Um, but he plays his courses well. He 
there's certain courses I think he can sleepwalk around and and play well. And this is one of them. He was in disarray last year and finished eighth here. And, you know, if the layoff has done him any good at all, which you'd, you'd have to think it will, then... Because I think it's mental. I don't think... I don't... You know, there was this... Brandel Shambly said that he could fix his swing in a second... Or Gary Player, I can't remember who it was now. One of the figures that I don't like said that they can fix his swing in, in a minute. Um, I don't think there's really much there. I think it's between the years. I think he's so used to winning and all of a sudden he's had a couple of seasons where he hasn't that he's thinking that everything's wrong. Well, here he's finished second twice. He's won once and he's got two top eights. So I'll just take a chance on him. I just think he he could walk out here. If he starts hitting five or six greens in a row, he's going to convert the putts because he knows the greens here. He knows the greens better than anybody else, probably. Uh, well, not better than anybody else, but he plays them as well as anybody else. Um, loves bent grass greens, plays well at Augusta, which correlates here. Mm-hmm. Has won at several places that correlates here. Is a winner on his day. Forty-five to one. Just take a chance. You're not going to get if he has if he finishes top ten. You're not going to get that price for another three weeks, four weeks. No, no. So interesting that that as as Spieth goes down, JT goes up, and it, it, yeah, following them too is is quite fascinating really you know at some point you'd expect them to be one and two in the world I suspect such is their games but yeah I mean you want it's hard to, you want evidence that that his irons are back on um, we know that when he putts he can putt anything I mean for me uh, watching him over the last few years there's only one other player that, that I thought when he had a sort of 15-20 foot par putt that was definitely going to go in and and we, we all know who that is yeah. and he to be honest with you was the only other one i've thought when i've watched him have that sort of putt and thought that's definitely going in um so yeah i mean i, I agree i agree and don't and, and don't i mean 45 to 1 is huge when you consider what the man can do um again i wonder what price he would have been had this taken place in a normal run of events um, so if it had come off a of 59 and uh, you know 59, are they judging it on that? Um, if it had come out the week after, would we be interested, or are we thinking that three months? Okay, you, you're calling it mental, whether it's mental, whether it's a small swing change, whatever it is, um, has he sorted that out? Yes, yeah, it's, it's when you consider what he is, you know, he's a former world number one. He's very capable of getting back to world number one as well. Yeah, it's a big price compared to to some of the others and and yeah he's one round here so we've had repeat winner haven't we in um zach johnson yeah um yeah why not i mean he I, i'm hoping that he's inspired by what what justin thomas is doing and, and maybe that he's perhaps he's trying too hard obviously being such good friends you know it, it still must be difficult to see somebody flying while you're floundering um so a break of all the people that we've discussed that that need the break, you know, Brooks Kepka, there'll be Justin Rose, obviously. Um, Jordan Spieth may well be the one that that comes out as the strongest out of all those. Yeah, yeah, can't knock you. It's a fair call. It's a big price, as you say. If he turns up top ten this week, he, he won't be any bigger than twenty fives next week. So yeah, I think yeah. I think the important thing you said there was, would he be priced like this if it was you know if it was after his fifty eight? I mm. wouldn't have backed him if it was three weeks in a row. I'm only backing him based on the fact that I think he's had a, mm. a break 
and and there's not a better spot for him to come back on. There's here Pebble Beach and Augusta mm. that if he, he can play all them and he's you know in a half a state and you know the worry is that the second first second run that he went on between 2015 and 2017 was just when he was the best player in the world and and he and he could have played anywhere that well. Well, he's had an eighth last year when he wasn't playing well. So and he seventh in 2013 when we didn't really know mm. what he was. So. Uh, you know, it's just a, it's a flyer. It, it, it's just one of those things that if he plays, if he plays well, you're going to look really smart, aren't you? And if he doesn't play well, you're going to go, well, I just took a chance because he was forty-five to one. Yeah. There's no downside and plenty of upside, in my he, opinion. Yeah, he was he was missing some some shocking putts, wasn't he? But like you say, that very well could have been mental. Um, could have been a lack of confidence. Look, you don't know what's in these people's minds. We can only go on what we've what we've got in front of us, and, and we know that he's. You know he's four times a better player, and they want to price it up as. Um, yeah, yeah, can't knock you, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty-five to one, fifty to one. He was, wasn't he? Uh, might have been even bigger at the start. Um, why not? When he's compared with others on there, I, I can't disagree with you. Leishman, I do like a lot. Um, not again, not necessarily this week. Um, it's all about putting with him. I think. I think you'll find plenty of greens. Um, I thought he was awesome at the Arnold Palmer when he was second. Um, yeah, may may not be his course, but it still wouldn't surprise me to see him up there. Scotty um, has won and got beaten a photo finish in um, a couple of minor events um, during the lockdown. I, I really like Scotty Scheffler, but yeah, I agree with you at the price, maybe not. Kucha, yeah, top 10, top 15, he, he's going to be there, isn't he? So yeah, is Spieth better than that lot? Yeah, he's better than that lot by miles. You're just, take, you're just taking a chance that he's got it bang on again. Yeah, no problem. Like you say, he, did, he was missing some bad parts, but I think that's I think it is confidence. I think when you're you when you're slapping it around with your irons, you, your your concentration goes because you're like, well, this putt isn't for birdie. This putt isn't for you know to contend for tournaments. When it starts to become less important, you don't. Like, he was so hyper focused over a putt. If he would go, if, you know, he was a proper grinder and he was winning events and every putt meant something. When they start not meaning something. You know, you might let up your technique a bit. Can he get that back straight away? I just think he's that good that he could. Yep. I was never a massive fan of his. I've got to be honest. I think he speaks very well. I think he's a very good person for the game, um, and I think he took everything that covered him at an early age in his stride. And I think he's just had a bit of a downturn in the form that is inevitable at any level. Um, so we'll see. You know, this week, if he struggles this week, then I think there's some serious issues. I think. I think he's gonna it's gonna last a while longer, yeah, because I think he's had that little break that no golfer ever gets for this amount of time, um, and he and that was the perfect situation. So we'll see. We can only see, can't we? It's yeah, a I mean, game I... for everyone, and he's certainly one that's really hard to predict at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm still hurting very badly from when he won the John Deere in 2013, so because um, <laughs> I was all over Zach that day. Um, but Again, actually, there's a, there's another little uh, form line for this week for you if you want to go back seven years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's awesome. I mean, when he's right, he's like I say, he, he is the only other player that I'd confidently predict would, would knock in that sort of par putt. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can't knock you. I think it's it's a price. You rightly say it's a very big price. Win or lose, whatever he does, let's see what let's see what happens. Yeah. And then, like you say, Morikawa, he, he could do anything. I don't think this suits him because his short game's his weakness and mm. short game's important here, so yeah, I can back. forget I can forget him for now. Yeah, Gary Woodland's yep. in decent form, doesn't play here yeah. for whatever reason. I think that speaks volumes. 
could I think it could go well. I think it could yeah, it's Gary mm. Woodland, he can play well, but yeah. doesn't win. One that US Open might have changed him, didn't really. Um he he, he could win. I just don't particularly feel the need to go into him. Fitzpatrick, he's been locked up for two weeks in quarantine. Um don't know if he's at the level that he was been at in his earlier career. I like him a lot. I think fifty to one you can take a chance. But the two next people next to him, uh the two last winners here are Justin Rose and, and Kevin Nah. And we spoke about Rose who's switched out from Honma now. He's obviously spent the last couple of months grinding in the equipment that he's gonna play with. I don't know what that is. I'm guessing it's tailor made again. Um so you'd you'd have to fancy him here, I think. If if you like him, if if he's a player that you like to back anyway, then you're going to back him here, aren't you? Yeah, I don't like him, but he's it's a massive price. And Kevin Nahr is another one nobody likes. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's ridiculous to me. The thing with him was a bit like Ricky Fowler, is that Mm. he everyone expected him to win more than he than he has, Um, but he's won three times in the last two years. And maybe that's a sort of sign of what's to come in the second half of his career. And he's he won here last year, fourth the year before, tenth twenty twelve, and he's 36th and ninth the last two times out. Why is he the price he is? Interestingly, with Nah, is he wins after playing crap? Um, <laughs> well, this will suit him then because he's probably been playing crap at home. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's interesting. So he does he does pop up on his tracks, um, but after after playing absolute shocker, I think. Two of his wins, two of his three wins, have come straight after a missed cut. Um, I mean, I'm not necessarily saying those courses would suit, but you know, you, you're not really got a lot of confidence coming on over there and, and coming here where you've, you know, at the end of the day, you've you've got to have a solid game round here. Um, look, people, it, it's weird, people, the way people take to people without knowing them. You know, everyone laughed at his nine at wherever it was. Oh, was it was it nine? Uh, team, wasn't it? Team, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. Team, he got stuck behind Every, it. Yeah, cactus or yeah, something. Yeah, everyone, everyone laughed at the fourteen. Everyone takes a Mickey out of how slow he is. And that's a stigma for a while, isn't it? Because you know, any, you know, it doesn't happen. People don't shoot fourteens, which is why I hung around for a while. But he's a tremendous golfer. Like he, like he is. He's a he's a player that's been around for donkey's years and and been in the top fifty for most of that. So again, he'll he's never a very be, good talent. He'll, ne- he'll He's not a sexy player. But he's he's now twenty seventh in the world. He's been in the he's been he's been in the top uh, thirty in the world three three of the last five years. But but he's not a player that anybody ever turns to, or certainly that I know. But he's there, isn't he? He bangs it out. And he bangs out the top fives. He bangs out the top tens. Um, and he obviously likes it around here. Um, it, he. He, again, he's all about he's all about the putter. You know he's going to find greens all the time, don't we? Um, yeah. He's all about putting, but you know he loves the place and he, he certainly doesn't mind doesn't mind Texas. Um, yeah, the Arnold Palmer wouldn't have been wouldn't have been his sort of, of thing. The Mexico finish was excellent. Um, AT and T. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, maybe it's only because he's defending. I mean, I'm not sure anybody's defended it. It was certainly not in the, in recent times. Um, his, 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 his game's there, isn't it? It's not in bad shape. And, uh, and that's the thing is that I thought he could come in sort of under the radar because he's not one of the names, but he is going to be the defending champion. So that there's commitments that come with that, isn't there? And we don't see many people defend any titles, do mm. we? It's, it's just not a thing. So that is the one knock. I think that's the only knock because I think 
otherwise he makes plenty of cases and, and he's certainly one I would consider. He, he, fits, um, he fits in with, with, again, he's another one that fits in with, with your Kisners, your Kirks, your Toms, your your Nars. Your, uh, oh, he's not. You know, that fits him. With all, <laughs> obviously fits in with all with all previous winners. He's, he's the right game. Yeah, absolutely. And the next couple of people up, we've got Victor Hovland. Um, mm. Sensational player. Mm. Um, got his win at the Puerto Rico Open mm. and, and hopefully he doesn't get uh, bogged down by that. Um, he should this should suit him really um, it should be a course that he likes um, I'd rather see him play it and just yeah. and just see where he is again um, especially when you consider the names that are around him here yeah. um, Daniel Berger was in great form mm. before the off like him a lot um, really like him I think he's he's done tremendously well to get back to where he is he was part of the Spieth Thomas era wasn't he that come through and and he's sort of been forgotten a bit and and he's really made his way back lowry major champion wgc champion similar prices jason day who as much as he's not playing his best golf off the tee the irons etc he's still very sharp around the greens and on the greens um well so he's not on the greens this year i think but around the greens certainly so could he play well? You don't know, dear. Do you? you don't know if he can even walk half the time. Yeah. So I don't want to take that chance. Same with Ustase and Sergio. I'm not really particularly fussed about. English is the next one up who we talked about. Ryan Palmer. Okay, he's a member here. Uh, an interview uh, before on this, he said that he doesn't like playing the event sometimes because the grandstands and the fans ruin the image that he's got the course that he plays week in week out uh, okay interesting they're not going to be here this week mm. and and he's saying he doesn't like those well he finished sixth last year mm. third 2013 fifth 2014 fifth 2012 obviously with ryan palmer it's whether he's going to putt well or not um he threw one away he didn't throw it away at tory pines but he had a terrible last round didn't he otherwise he'd be a top 10 already this season um he's just a streaky player he can win if he gets in contention he can win uh, if he putts well he can win <laughs> and it's his home course so if anyone's going to come out of this feeling most comfortable it's probably going to be him because he's probably been playing there for the last three weeks yeah weeks. yeah people like palmer and and you know ryan moore and, and people like that that i sort of personally just lump in the same group really they're exactly the sort of one that i look at at halfway and and see six seven off the pace and and try and try and have my halfway punt on those sort of players that they need, i think they need to be off the pace um, and see what they do over the weekend. Uh, they don't, they don't, at the end of the day, they don't win enough, do they? Um, it, it, again, you know, if I was to say a list of Kisner, Chris Kirk, David Toms, Ryan Palmer, you, you wouldn't say he's out of place. Um, but he just doesn't win enough for me. Uh, yeah, okay. He, he's not going to win. So if he's, so if he's not point, a member have, of the course, he's, he's, he's going to be double the price, isn't he? Yeah, have, you, have your top 10 on if you want, or your top 20, absolutely. But he's not he's not going to win. This will come Very, back to bite me next week. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll clip that out at the end and put that on Twitter, <laughs> so that's good. Um, next few names up, Benny Ann, Benny Ann. can't part. No, but it, again, Cedar absolutely. absolutely. It's all a, but one day that, that you know, that's going to come together. Role, he, could, he could shoot a 63 mm. this week, and I wouldn't batter an eyelid. But would he do it for four rounds, especially when he's had a long layoff? I don't think so. So I would say no. Abraham answer, I think, has obvious claims. Texas uh, is a part of that President's Cup 
you know, mm. team that went on a good run. Not for me this week. Max Homer was playing very, very yeah. well beforehand. Again, is he an 80-1 to one goal for every week? Don't know. Very good form at the moment, though. So Billy Horshaw, I'd probably rather back just because I like Billy Horshaw. I think he's going to pound greens, putts mm-hmm. well. Um, like him. Joel Damon was a darling of everyone before the pandemic. Kisner's there at 90. And the other one I like at 90 is, is Joaquin Neiman. He's yeah. makes some uh, claims this week, I think. Yeah, yeah, I've got him. I've actually got a question mark against him because I, I really didn't know which way to which way to go to him. Um, may just be an age thing, I think, which was the main thing. And and again, he he does everything. He does he, he does everything well when he's he's going to progress. Does he convince on any of the relevant stuff that we need this week? I expect he him to play to better be than he was before the break, but mm. possibly not win. I think that's that's where we're looking at. You know, he's a better player than that, yeah. He's a bit, yeah. yeah. It, he won the Greenbrier. Mm. He finished fifth at the Tournament of Champions, yeah. and then he's done nothing since. Um, it does play well here. He's got an eighth here yeah. and a 31st. So, you know, I think he'll come out and make the cut and, and play nicely. don't think he's going to win necessarily. So I think if you're into fantasy and, and DFS and that sort of thing, great play not for me as a as an outright selection yeah he's got he's got that yeah i mean you've got to go back to 18 but he's got 65 and 66 weekend which yeah. you, you 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 know you can't knock that so that may be one to to look for if you're doing that sort of one two round events on that on that sort of dfs um yeah who and there was a name that we mentioned earlier that you you quite like at the next sort of round of names here that you, you probably want to elaborate a bit more on um <laughs> Who was that? Yeah. Pulse. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, like you rightly said, you know, the English Patrick Reed. You know, do we love him or hate him? He's done a lot during this pandemic to to boost his profile um, and bank balance. Probably. Um, he's got a couple. He's got a couple of top tens uh, around here. You'd think. You'd think that this course, for me, I think this course is is right up his street. Um, he has one at Houston. Um, so we we know what we're getting with Porter. He's he, you know he'll grind it out, and his efforts you know so far in 2020 really you know are perfectly respectable. Everything he does is respectable. I, I'm um you know you look in here and there's nothing that's stand out and there's nothing that's tragic. Um, for some reason I I think this is the type of course he should be he should be doing something special on, but. I'd, I may worry if if he was to sort of miss the greens, um, whether he could whether he could stick with the classier players up front of the leaderboard. Um, yeah, I think that's the way I'd probably look at it. He, he does interest me this week in some way. I'm just not sure not sure how to play him. Um, yeah, but but again, he, he's done so well at the game. I'm not knocking that he's he's not ambitious, but he's done so well at the game. I just wonder where where the fight is if you if you're in mid 20s you know going into the weekend but having said that 125 you know look at 125 to one there's a player that i really like later that you don't um but you look at some of those players i mean is porter 125 to one shot um you know is is i mean down there 125 as well is two-time winner phil mickelson now <laughs> That that's that stuns me. I mean, maybe maybe I'm going mental. Um, 
It's purely it's course, fake. isn't it? He does. Uh, people it are doesn't... not seeing it being a course that suits. Oh, well, depending. No, I mean he's going to be he's going to be a bit wild, but perhaps he'll come and say, okay, you know, we will tone it down and we will just take the irons off the tees. I mean, it doesn't seem to be something he would well, do. I well, think he's just going to say hit bombs and and smash one off the tee. Who knows? 125 or, or whatever he is on the exchange is 175 at the moment, nearly 200. You don't need much. Do it's you? a it's a couple of pence, isn't it? Um, it, it, it it wouldn't surprise me were to see Nick a top five, whereas some of these others, I, I think, have got a lot more to prove. I mean, yeah, look, he, does he care anymore? Probably not, to be honest. He doesn't, does he? He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't think he does. I don't, don't think. think you think he just plays? I think, that's I think he it. just plays because he can. I think he's got so much money and he loves getting more money, which is why he keeps doing his exhibition things and why he keeps putting diets out there about drinking Himalayan coffee and yeah. not drink, eating for a week. I, I like Mickelson. I think he's earned the right to be like that. Um, I think the best is behind him. He's 50 okay. now. Um, if he tears up the if he tears up the champions top, I don't think he wants to play that. But at the moment, um, I, I'll never be surprised if he wins. That's the thing: is that people thought he was gone, and then he went toe to toe with, you know, Stenson at the, at the Open, mm. um, and you know, any other time would have won, uh, and then wins in Mexico. He's played really well this year as well. Yeah, and you know, he, look, he's one of those people that, like you say, a bit like Poulter, better than Poulter, obviously, but. 125 to one. You don't need to do a lot. He's had two third place finishes at, you know, Saudi, which I don't know how much stock you put in that um, for a player of his standard. But the Pebble Beach third is just again, it's a bit like speed further. It's a course that he can play probably with one eye mm. shut, um, and he hasn't done much else. But he doesn't need to do much else. He cares so little. I think that if he just got on a bit of a run, he would just walk his way to a win so yeah you know it makes if there's loads there there's loads of you, you look at the names at Bubba. that price range yeah Bubba's the same and he is certainly someone that I think people just base it on the fact that the course doesn't suit and he's a bomber and all this sort of stuff he's very good around the greens and mm. on his day on the greens he's very good as well so and he has performances at at the, the trickier, at the trickier yeah. tracks I mean I yeah look, I, you know we know he'll he'll make do stupid things he'll look at a 370 yard dog leg left and just want to play some bizarre banana shot um and end up with bogey but his form doesn't relative. suggest that you should be down here does it that's i can he's I, playing yeah, much it, better than that suggests look, is he the same price as a brian Harmon? really yeah. or the next person you're going to say is which danny lee dis- i mean is he disgusts me i actually quite like danny lee this week uh, yeah, but is he but, the same price? But no, he's not the same person, is he? But he's on a different This is going to lead us on perfectly to the person you're just about to mention. Russell please, Knox. Please follow up Phil Mickelson and Ian Poser or Russell Knox. Yeah, okay, you're not a fan. I hate him. No, I, don't, I don't hate him. I don't hate him. Okay, but there, there were three three players that I wrote down um, sort of before I started all this. They, they, they were, you know, having gone through various criteria and having gone through... Um, what I thought were the important factors. Um, and I had uh, Patrick Cantley, Russell Henley and Paul Casey, all of whom I thought would go tremendously well this week for obvious reasons, uh, especially Cantley, whose, whose stats stack up amazingly. And I can't believe that they're not playing. But alongside Russell Henley is Russell Knox. Now, it's not just because they've got the same first name, right? 
It might as well be. But they are the same player as far as I'm concerned. Although Henley was patting the lights out early this year. Um, they both will find Green's, you know, time and time again. Um, they, they are plodders. They fit. I mean, it doesn't matter about Henley now because he's not playing. Um, but they, they, he, Russell Knox fits this absolutely perfectly. He's got four attempts here, 21st, 24th, 20th, and an eighth. He's got 65, 67, 66 around this course. He's not hes not anybody that's brilliant, but he has form at Heritage. He has form at the Honda. Um, he's got form at the Phoenix. It all ties in with, with the same players that we are looking for around here this week, a much uh, shorter price. Um, I know it's five years since he won the HS. I don't know how he won that, honestly, but, you know, never mind. <laughs> but in there, he did beat Kevin Kisner, John Spieth, Patrick Reed, Daniel Berger. Again, it all ties in with this. Um, I followed him. Um, I, I don't know why I followed him over a cliff. It's something to do, I think, with a certain journalist's um, headline of Opportunity Knox uh, one year. Um, but I was on, I was on, a, I think I was on at Farmers, I was on at the Phoenix, and then I threw my ticket up. I don't think I'd bothered in the Arnold Palmer because I didn't think that suited at all. But the other three I was on. Um, and he was not very good. Um, but he's had the break, and this this is his type of course. If he's going to put his name up there, I, I think 125 is wrong. I, I had him down at around 80 to 1. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying that he's, he's the biggest, biggest steamer there's ever been, but I think it's wrong. I think he's got the game. Um, and I saw him actually um, knock a putt in, in his living room on Twitter, so that can, oh, he's, he's, he's definitely that convinces me. No, I, this look, week, look, like I say, there's a group of there's a group of players that fit into that fit into previous winners. Um, the three I mentioned that aren't playing fit there, and and Knox fits in there. You know, we laugh about Phil Mickelson, and I know he's one around there. And yeah, obviously he's, he's you know he's not going to win, but he could, you know we don't. Knox game is suited to this course. It's there in front of you, and and 125 to one is wrong in my view. I'm going to tell you there's two reasons and I'm not going to and I'm going to retract that I hate him because I don't hate him he's probably a lovely bloke and yeah. so he won that 2018 Irish Open right and there he beat John Rahm Danny Willett Ollison Hugh Lyme was a good player you know in that field at the time um, you know he's beat he beat some really good players that week and but how many top 10s has he had since then yeah I, I... and I know the answer to it as well so <laughs> It's, it's two. Okay. These are two top tens, and one of them was here. Yeah, exactly. I'm only talking about here. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's my point. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not backing him under 25 to one for the Masters. I'm not backing him under 25 and Beth Page back. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about here. That's good. <laughs> no, but, Glad but you're not, because then you're, but, more, you're more sane than I thought. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's the point. He's 100. He's 125. If he's 66, I don't. And maybe if he's 66 next week, or maybe he's 100. It's, it's this week. And I'm quite happy. If we're happy to forgive um, people's form, if you like, um, on the last two or three outings of yeah, yeah. You, I think you've got a discount now. I think I think that's the thing. I think I think a uh, joke here, and I'm, I'm taking the piss a bit, right? That's but the idea is that we're I'm basically treating this as if it was January the first at hmm. the uh, or or January the second week of January at the Sony Open, right, where the players are coming out for the first time in the year. Um, you've got to treat it like that. 
because you don't whatever they've been doing in the off course is what they do over a winter break. I'd have thought. Um, is he going to iron out the issues that he's probably had? Yes, I would have thought so. Is he going to finish in the top ten? Possibly. Is he going to win? No. In my opinion. Yeah, but yeah, but but, but we, that's then, why but then, we, we've got to disagree. We can't we, we can't agree on everyone, can we? And, and we certainly do. I think we're quite like-minded in players, and, and this is just one that we don't agree on. I, I think if, look, if he's too big at 125, then he's too big for a top 10, then he's too big for a top 20. You know, so so it follows down the line. I mean, will he win? It's unlikely. He's 205 at the moment, I believe, on on the exchange. Um, Again, you, you know, you don't need look. Good luck. Go go ahead and bet Rory at seven. He's probably going to give you a better run. But I, you know, I know who I'd rather be on this week. That's yes, no, that's fair enough. I think there's a player um, that I think makes similar sense, and there's actually a course suitability ranking on Fanshare Sports um, that basically just takes into account all the the type of course it is, the length things that are, mm-hmm. the greens and everything, right? Number one on that ranking is 150 to Grillo. one, and he's won this week. Oh. No, not Grillo. He's not, he's not won this year, sorry. Oh, okay. Sebastian Munoz. Oh, right. Okay. Okay, he's won, he's won this season. He's come third at the RSM, 14th in Mexico in a very good field, 26th for Riviera. Um, he's played well at the Sony Open. Uh, he's finished 10th mm. there. Mm. Um, it's it's a small sample size. We don't know an awful lot about him. Um, would I recognise him if I walked into him on the street? Possibly not. Not unless I looked at him the day before. <laughs> um, so he's just he's just a solid player. And when you get down to this list, you've just got to find a reason, haven't you? You've just got to find any one reason why they might be worth taking a punt on. And and the form that he showed at similar courses suggests that he might have a chance. Um, yeah, obviously. yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, you know, again, he's had that that um, that outing recently at the uh, on that minor tour, that Merido, which which is in Texas, so it may well be slightly more. Um, I will remind you again that Scotty Scheffler actually won one there. Um, Fifty to one this week. Um, well, it's it's all about that. It's all relative, isn't it? But yeah, yeah I mean, he's he's. Yeah, look, he, he doesn't appear in anything particularly high up, but he's clearly, clearly a player. That, I mean, I, yeah, like you say, I don't know enough about him. Um, it's all there in front of you. There's nothing wrong with what he's done. Uh, would I put him ahead of the? Yeah, again, what you know? Why not? Why not this week? Uh, you know, if, if the course, the course suits him. If he puts as well as he has been, yeah, I, I, I must be honest. I don't know enough about him. Um, and he didn't stand out in any of the stats that I was looking at. So, yeah, maybe Fanchair are correct. I think that we need to sort of just now quick fire through the last few here because mm-hmm. we can go for days yep. um, on these people, and we're certainly getting into the field now where, you know, it's, it's a one thing. Corey Connors, brilliant ball striker, played well here in the past twice. Um, if he putts, he contends. If he doesn't putt, he finishes 40th. I think he's the sort of person that's safe to get you through to the weekend. Uh, and then you just hope that he catches fire. Uh, don't know what your opinion is on that, but that's that's where I stand on him. I've got no opinion. <laughs> Andrew Putnam's played well here in the past. Uh, 150 to 1, improved player. Again, I think you're scratching the surface a little bit when there's people that are 
you know, uh, make better claims at even a similar price um, and certainly at, at more reasonable prices as well. Um, Brendan Todd, twice the winner early in the season. Yeah. Played well here in the yep. past. Yeah, he could, he could, he could come back. Out. Yeah, absolutely. He could come back after the break and, and resume. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he looks quite big here. Yeah. The only worry a bit with him is he's a bit of a tinkerer, I think, and that's what led him into trouble in the past. Um, whether he's done anything on this off season, I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping he hasn't. I hope he hasn't touched it. Um, and just going with how he was playing before, because he was he was in good form, and it's nice to see him, a bit like a Harris English and a Daniel Berger, mm. come back to mm. to the form that you know he can do. And there's another name here who looks at a ridiculous price based on current form, um, whether it's his sort of course, whether he will take to it I don't know uh, Lanzo Griffin yeah I'm, I'm trying to think I'm trying to think because I've got it in front of me where, where I was I was following him quite closely can't remember where it was now he obviously bombed out otherwise I'd remember uh, it's probably the genesis to be honest well with he, he won at the Houston so that's yeah. just down you know it's in yeah, Texas um, he finished 7th in Hawaii which is a you know a similar length mm-hmm. of course ninth at Pebble um, and then yeah he played okay at Genesis in Parma 37th in those uh, and, and respects with 30th in Mexico so he's, he's a player that I think he's one of these people though that is the biggest loser of the pandemic because uh, I don't know that he's good enough to keep yeah. keep up the good form that he was in after such a break the only thing I would say is that he's been working his nuts off with VJ Singh. He's been playing and in the gym with him every single day at TPC Sawgrass. Does oh. that help him? I would have thought so. Yeah, well, especially if the, if the old uh, spray came along as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, look, um, I didn't know he was practicing with VJ. That's something I, I've completely missed. Um, it's his first look, so again... Given that, that I think only Rose, his quality can do that. Um, again, I'd, I'd struggle to have him winning first time round, but you know, even Rose had a, had a look earlier in the year 2010. Played, oh, sorry, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a break, um, but uh, so uh, you know, I'd, 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 yeah, it's not not one for me, but why not? Yeah. Any names there that you think that we haven't gone through that you'd like to uh, make a case for? I There's think, a couple of others there. Yeah, I, I mean, look, you, know, can, you, can, you can make... A punt. Yeah, Bo po- po- Hosser I like a lot. Um, I know he hasn't really done what he can do. Um, he's got a second in Houston 2018. Not great here, but his putting's improved this year. Hopefully he can keep it going. Wyndham Clark's an awesome putter again. You know, you go a long way, which is obviously not going to suit him here, but... Doesn't mean he can't, you know, if he makes his shots up on the green. At the end of the day, I spoke to Stephen Brown the other day on the, on the mm. podcast, and he said that you've got to make up 14 shots every week to win a tournament. Mm. It doesn't matter where the 14 shots come from. So if he makes up five off the tee, he's only got to make up, you know, nine elsewhere over the categories. If he has a decent short game that week, um, he's got a chance, hasn't he? And yeah. he's got, a, you know, he's a good putter. Um, so I've been a fan. Yes, his, his main thing's negated, isn't it? But at the prices, he's worth taking a chance on. Yep, I've been a fan of Bud Corey for a while. Hasn't really done it. Keeps threatening. Hasn't really done it. Uh, been a bit unfortunate, isn't he, with uh, yeah. injuries and yes. crashes and things like that. Yeah, Christian uh, Bez, uh, Bez, Christian Bez, uh, 
has got you know we, we were discussed in our masters preview how well he's he's improved uh, again it's his first look um i like him a lot he could, he could do something quite special this year probably not this week but the one the only other one that i wanted to mention was mackenzie hughes um who obviously is one on the canada and uh, the kft um was second in the honda after a, a whole raft of missed cuts um and actually went into the break i read an interview into the break not knowing whether that was a good thing or bad thing but then deciding that it was rather than he'd rather have taken that second and gone into a break knowing that he's got a job um because obviously he earned enough money to keep his card um and then come back like that than than not having that second and gone in after a, a history of missed cuts he was eighth here last year um and i think he's got a game that is better than his ranking that that's really a, as good as i can say um to be honest, even when he was looking there at 2018, he was a sort of mid-40s finish. He had three rounds in the 60s, 68, 66, 69. Um, I like him. He's, he's patterned improved immensely, obviously, as you'd expect at the Honda. I mean, there wasn't really much else to go on um, on the handful of events before that. But there weren't horrendous missed cuts. Um, 73, 72, 74, 72. Um 71, 69, 70. They're not horrendous miscuts. His game's in, in perfectly good shape. It's just a matter of, you know, the extra that, that separates, you know, anybody that separates the world number 100 from the top of the craft ferry. It's it's the odd shot here and again. It's the, you know, it's the odd chip in. It's the, it's the, the bogey avoidance. And he's obviously hit that correct at Honda, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, and I'm happy to take a chance at 200 to one, I think. Well, he won the RSM classic mm-hmm. short, shorter course again. Um, Honda is obviously a, you know, cause there can be some wind here this week. Um, that, that's only going to play in his favor. I spoke with Alvin Choi, who's Sung James caddy and a good friend of Mackenzie Hughes, um, who said that he's just got one of the most brilliant outlooks and mindsets in the world. He's very, he prepares very well every week. The missed cuts he can, Yes, they obviously bother him, but he can shrug them off and, and know that if he's working towards the right things, that, that he ploughs away. And that's an attitude that you need. And that's why he's the sort of person that will miss five cuts and then finish second or fifth or tenth or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I like it. I think I think in this is a sort of event and the week where you can take these kind of chances because you just don't know what anyone else brings. You've got, you've got the best player in the world could be the rustiest person yeah. on the course. Yeah, I mean... You just don't know. If we just quickly go back to Hughes, I think he's 29 at the moment, so he's 30 this year, which is recognised as, as the you know the peak of a golfer or the maturity of a golfer. Um, that may that that you know I'm not saying that second is a sign of it, but clearly something's clicked. Um, his mother is a, a nurse back home, um, which is poignant in these times, and and we've often seen golfers raise their game when there is um, a cause, if you like, to do better. Um, so, so there's evidence on the course. There's evidence off the course. Um, he seems happy. You've put that little snippet in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, two hundred to one. You, you, you know, you're not losing a lot, are you, at that price? Um, why not? Why not? To... Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I completely agree with everything you said there. I think that he's just just someone that is worth taking a punt. He's a, he's a winner. He has won. Mm. So you've got the evidence that he can win. Um, it's a course that. 
should suit, has already suited when he's gone 42nd and 8th for the last two years. The fact that he missed the cut and then come back and done those sort of suggests that he's figured something out. Um, why not? You know, he's, he's you know, in decent, well, he's in good form based on his last appearance. Um, and you just don't know, do you? So I think there's a couple of names that I sort of wanted to look at that I'm not particularly, I don't even know if I'm going to pick them or not, but just based on his course form, Kevin Tway, um, yeah. he'll, he'll like the fact that he's had a bit of a layoff, 19th, 5th, 18th. So is he a top 20 pick? Probably. Um, is he someone that's going to win? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but could go well. Um, Jazz Jenna Watanon was mm. interesting. I think that because he doesn't, he hasn't done it, you know, you know, consistently on this side of the the pond yet. But he, people quickly forget how well he played in that major, um, and he's you know top thirty in the world. Mm. I know a lot of that is based or top forty in the world, and a lot of it's based on you know Asian tour and things like that. And and there'll be a lot of stigma against the fact that you know he just does it on the Asian tour and beats up smaller fields but he's still got a win yeah he's, you know yeah. he's still got a win he's got to beat what's in front of him at the end of the year he went first first fourth third mm. um not done nothing in you know in 2020 um but he's already proved his his ability by going you know the 2019 PGA which was filled with you know absolutely stellar field um, he shot 77 on the last day. It's going to be expected when he was up there. And, and Kupka, who won it, shot 74. So, <laughs> you know, he, he, yeah, I mean, just don't know. I don't know I don't know enough about his game to suggest that he'd be brilliant around here. He has a missed a cut. He has missed a cut here in the past. Um, but he's a different player now. Yeah, always threatened. I mean, they, they were talking about him when he was like 12 or something, weren't they, uh, back home. Um, so anybody that followed the Asian tour, um, you know, when, when it was one of the lesser lesser things going on in the world. Uh, we'll certainly know that he was, he's was he been fancied for years and years and years to do something. Yeah, um, I don't think it's his type. It's his type of course. And But he has had a lot of warm-ups. He's been playing on a couple of the two-round um, mini-tour events. Uh, he's been very, very well fancied for every single one and hasn't actually put his head in front against some average opposition. I think Daniel Chopra yeah. will probably be just about the only other one that, that the majority of golf people have heard of. Um, I'm not saying you have to win those, but you would like to see somebody in the top 40 win, win, a, win a competition like that. So round here, you can probably leave him alone, though Though I respect that, yeah, if he's top 40 in the world, that is a huge price. And and one more name that I think is based just on the fact that I think he's a, an ever-improving player uh, again, it's a, a relatively small sample size, but he won last season uh, and was in good form before the break. He's uh, Adam Long. Um, he finished 24th and 27th at the Honda of Bay Hill, 8th in Phoenix, and had a, a good chance of making a run there. Second at Mayakoba, won the Desert Classic last year. Um, and just looking at his effort last, uh, last season, he finished 19th. So he can obviously get himself around the course. Um there's all these you're just guessing with these sort of prices now whether they can put it together for four rounds here I just like the fact that he's won mm-hmm. and the, 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 the four events at the top of his best finishes in the world rankings are all in the last year mm-hmm. so he's just he's just trending in the right direction was playing well before the off and uh, we'll see how he's going yeah absolutely yep couldn't couldn't knock it it's a lovely it's a lovely warm up um, last year here isn't it top 20 um 
he does everything very, very solidly. And, and I think you're right. Yeah, everything is trending in the right direction, whether it's this week or whether he's one to just keep your eye on over the next couple of years and see how he goes. But like you say, you know, uh, uh, the prices that these people are, you can you can definitely take a chance, definitely this week. Um, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if I can just very, very quickly mention a couple. Um, Eric Van Royen. Now, I'm not expecting him to win this week, but he's been putting in some sterling efforts in some uh, cracking competition. Um, he's got a fantastic attitude. Um, he can putt the lights out when he's right. The worry is he hasn't been round here, but third in Mexico was a great effort. Twelfth in Abu Dhabi. Um, he's just interested. I'd be interested to see how he and 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 Christian both go um, going over to the the sort of more of the PGA Tour now and see which one progresses. Because I think I think he's better than his prices this week. Um, whether that means anything, I don't know. But they're um, interested to see how he goes. And the only other one I will give a quick mention to, and I'm certainly not expecting him to do anything this week, is the US amateur winner, Andy Ogletree, who takes part this week. Um, first professional start? First. Oh, he's no, not turned professional, no, is he? No. He's going to stay amateur for the Masters, it, but it's his first PGA Tour. I have to be honest, I, I'm a fan, but you know, I'd want another zero on his price for this week. Yeah. Um, but I'd be just very, very interested to see how he does. Given that, that we were in our Masters thing, you know, I was quite keen on him as, as top amateur. Um, he is a very good putter, so it'd be very interesting to see what he does. Um, also, given that his uh, US amateur final rival, uh, John Augustine, won a minor tour event during the week, um, that's a pure interest thing. I'm not. I'm not saying I'd back him. I'm not saying anybody. Well, would. Keep an eye on and see how he gets on in the in in you know, in I think he's, he's going to be aiming for next season. I think he's worth. I think he, there's a few here, a few names that people need to keep an eye on for the future. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just going back to Van Royen very quickly, I think that the only thing that slightly puts me off about him is I think that he he sees this now as a window of opportunity. He, he's he been very vocal on the fact that he wants to be on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, does it mean a bit too much to him this season because of the shot? He's got to you know, play some golf and play some good golf quickly to, to secure that card. Um, does he put too much pressure on himself to do it? Don't know. That's the only angle I'd go from because... Like you say, he's a he's a good player and certainly better than you know the odds suggest. And yeah, we'll just see. They, like you say, you maybe don't expect him to win, but you expect him to you know go well. And and he's been one of the better players on the European Tour for the last couple of years. And and we're slowly starting to see that mean a fair bit on the PGA Tour. We've seen Cabrera Bello put in good performances over the couple of years when he's been playing well on the European Tour. Tyrrell Hatton's just won. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Russell Knox is someone, you know, I laughed about him earlier, but he's, he's put in some very solid finishes on the PJ Tour over the years. So the, the form does translate better than, than people think it does. Um, and is he a superstar? Probably not yet. Is he capable? I think a lot of good players come out of South Africa and he, and he might be a Brandon Grace mm. level player who contends in majors, uh, plays well in courses that suit him, uh, you know, Grace loves the heritage, for example. Does Van Royen love Colonial? We'll find out. Yeah, absolutely. There's a few names there. You know, Harry Higgs, I quite like the look of uh, for the future. Look, there's plenty there right down that people, you know, a lot of people won't be looking at. Uh, it's just worth seeing, Seeing what you know, Matthew Naismith, he's going to be one. Taylor Gooch is playing well. Um, probably not his track. Lots there that I think are worth, just, just 
I think you keep an eye and see what they're doing. See if they can hit a mid-60s round because they'll finish 35th, but it won't tell the story for the future. So it's always worth just looking down page two, three, four of the leaderboard just to see what's happening um, and see if there's any any clues as we go on. You know, hope, hopefully that, for the next few months. You know, there's certain players in this. There's a funny qualifying criteria for this invitational here. You know, you've got the likes of Tom Lehman, Keith Clearwater, um, you know, people like that that are in the field that you can rule out. I think Keith Clearwater can't barely play mm. golf. Um, so anyone not named Keith Clearwater <laughs> that wins this week, um, you'd barely be surprised just because of the, the nature of the event this week. It's just, people are just coming in cold and everyone's in the same boat. So you're going to find out. You expect the quality to rise to the top. The people that are the best in golf should come back and, and remain the best in golf. But someone always starts that uh, fall season as as one of the best players on the tour, don't they? And they, and they pick up a, yeah. a win and a couple of top fives. Brendan Todd did it this year. Uh, Joaquin Neiman was doing it. You know, someone hits the form early uh, and that's, it's a new start to a season. It's basically a new season. There's been three months, so they never have that break. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Who comes out of it? We're, we're guessing. We've given you... You know, plenty to think about here, um, and and this is what we're here for. So let's wrap it up for the week, and uh, we'll we'll enjoy it Thursday. I think that's the main thing, isn't it? You know, to sign it off is to enjoy it this week. We've been desperate for this to come back. Um, you're going to have plenty of coverage for it. People that are stuck at home can't go out. Get your TVs on, enjoy it, and uh, if you win some money along the way, great. If you can win some money on the way, even better than great. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Um, and, and just, just, just quickly. I mean, normally you can't come from behind, or you can't come from behind. Traditionally, winners are right up there at the start. I wonder whether that'll be true. There may need to be an asterisk against this year's form, because you can imagine that once players have had a round or two, they're going to start firing. Um, and I just wonder whether this year you might see a bit more change on the leaderboard over the weekend. So don't rule out. You know, don't rule out anybody. Yeah, I think you know, that's the behind. thing. Is, is, yeah, I completely get that. Is that you can chuck all these sort of as much as we talked about these trends and things like that things like a fast start that's normally required here. There's going to be a lot of people that take 27 holes mm. to get into the event, mm-hmm. and then if they get those 27 holes and and catch fire, they'll still have time because the people that shot a 63 in the first day might have just done it. You know these golfers can go out and shoot 63 when there's no pressure on um anyway so there's, go, there's always going to be there's going to be someone you know i can't you can't pick the first round leader every week it's ridiculous um but you know it wouldn't surprise you if any of these names sebastian munoz we talked about as a 63 and then does nothing for the rest of the week whereas a you know going back to webb simpson if he shoots a 72 on the first day are we suddenly ruling him out well we're not going to are we because he's clearly got the game to come back Absolutely. I mean, it may well be a week that we take notice of. It may well be a week where we just, to be honest, put a line through. It, it may not fit what we believe is going to happen. Um, I can't see that. It, you know, I know we're talking about them coming off after this, but it's, you know, it's not two years, is it? Um, so I think the trends will will still apply. It's just there may be the odd, yeah, the odd um, nuance that's particular to this year something there's going to be a lot of surprises this week and what you've got to not be is is, is to completely counteract that is don't be surprised at anything this week if if tony finau and, and ricky fowler finally get the wins that people keep screaming out for it's not going to be a shock is mm-hmm. it? because 
you know, it might suit them coming off a bit of a run, you know. Uh, if Spieth wins this week, I won't be surprised. I've already spoken about that. Whereas some people might. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be a completely different... It's the start of a new season. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. It's the start of a new season. It's going to be a very crammed schedule. And and these people are still going to have their eyes firmly set on, the, on that major run between August and November. Um, and, I mean, Rory, McIlroy, Bryson, who we didn't speak about doesn't play well here he'll just be happy with the top 30 this week uh, and that's one of the ones i was glad you skipped over believe it or not <laughs> yeah he'll, he'll just be happy with the top 30 get out of there and, and crack on the courses that suit him better absolutely he's got absolutely no chances here, let's face it <laughs> i don't think i'm i don't think i'm bold enough to say that yeah, but he's got no hope. i'll uh we'll take matt we'll take russell knox versus him <laughs> in a uh in a 72 hour <laughs> match match right? yeah we yeah. might do we'll talk to me after yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright well, cheers Jason All right, mate. I'll catch up soon yeah and you